Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all today. <clears throat> y'all, this gospel reading, uh, it's fantastic. Um, we're going to break it apart in just a second. Uh, but I love how Jesus says um, that Mary has chosen the better part. Right? What was Mary doing? She was just sitting there at Jesus' feet listening. That's the better part. Uh, it reminds me of whenever I was in gymnastics. Um, whenever you finally got that, <clears throat> that, um, that part, that routine that you were doing, whenever you finally stuck that landing, when you finally got it right, the coach would, would say that to you. You did it. You got it right. You did everything the way you were supposed to do it, right? And so you would work hard to try to do it exactly like you did it the time before, right? I think that's kind of with everything, right? And in coaching, you could say the same thing. A baseball player comes up and, and he hits the ball right, and you're like, yeah, you did it. You, you were positioned right, you swung right, you did everything right, you knocked it out of the park. And so every time the guy gets up, he wants to try to do it the way he did it before, the way he did it when he got it right. Teachers are the same way. Did a mathematics problem that was right. Okay, now apply that same formula, just different numbers. Yeah, okay, I did it right. You, you do it over and over again, and you get it right. Jesus is speaking about this, and what's he saying? He, there's two things that are happening. There's two images of prayer that's placed before us today. There's Mary, who is the contemplative. She sits at Jesus' feet, and she just listens to his words. She's just soaking it in, right? It's you right now, right? Right now, what are you doing? You're sitting like Mary, and you're listening to the word of God proclaimed to you and explained to you. That's Mary. All right, that's contemplative. That's receiving the word of God. Now, Martha, on the other hand, um, a lot of times we, we, we have a lot of Marthas in this room. Um, we, we are very busy people. We're very active, and God expects us to be active. We're supposed to work. That's an expectation. That's a duty given to us. And so there is the active life, but it can't be void of the presence of Christ. We've got to remember Martha is also Saint Martha. Right? We have to remember that. She's a saint. So, but what she's doing, this is, this is an imperfected part of Martha's personality. She's busy, busy, busy. And she comes in, it says, first of all, she's burdened with a lot. I don't know about you, but I have definitely felt burdened by a lot of activity. What is Satan's main trick? What does he want to do? He wants to keep us busy. That's all he wants to do. He wants to keep you busy. Because if you're busy, then you forget about who's in your living room. Jesus is in her living room. And she's busy and burdened with a lot. And she comes in and she fusses Jesus. She, I could see her just wagging her little Jewish finger. Lord, <laughs> won't you tell my sister to get up and come help me in the kitchen? That's all she can do is react in a passive-aggressive way. Been there? Right? So she's fussing and she just wants the help in the kitchen. Now, how different would it have sounded if she just said, if she had come in doing the same work still, and she'd have just come in and she'd have just said to Jesus and Mary, Look, I love that you're sitting there having a conversation. Um, I'd love to be part of that conversation. But could you bring the conversation in the kitchen? Because that's where all good conversations really happen at the end of the day, right? See, Martha, I think, just wanted friendship. But because she was burdened with anxieties and she was heavy-hearted, it came out of in a passive-aggressive way. But she really just wanted friendship. She wanted what Mary had. But she just went about trying to get it the wrong way. 
And Jesus didn't allow her to remain passive-aggressive. He, he spoke straight to it. And he said, you're heavy burdened with a lot of stuff, anxious about many things. But honestly, your sister chose the better part. And it's not going to be taken away from her. She could have pitched the fit all she wanted. Mary chose the better part, and it was not going to be taken away. And so we're faced with the same exact things, right? We're going to leave this chapel in just 15 minutes or so, and this part, this Mary experience, Satan's going to want to take it away from you. He's going to want to make you forget about the word that he spoke to you. He's going to want to make you get busy and go, oh yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, I remember I did go to Mass at 12 o'clock and now it's 10 o'clock at night and my kids are trying to go to bed and I'm exhausted. So what do we do? How do we stop being Martha? Invite Jesus into the rest of your day. You see, that's what the church does. He sends you out at the end of this Mass. But whenever I give the final blessing, I will send you out. That's why it's important not to leave before Mass is over because you're not being sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're being sent out to be able to take Jesus from here and bring Him out there so that we don't forget Him in the living room. That's the grace that we pray for. That's how Martha became Saint Martha is eventually I think she got it. That she doesn't have to leave Jesus in the living room. He can go everywhere she goes. And that's what we're invited to. He goes to the locker room. He goes to classrooms. He goes to your house. It's just a simple invitation. Jesus, we got to go to a meeting. Why don't you come with me? Jesus, we got to go take care of the kids and go tuck them in bed, bathe them, get baseball and football and accounting and homework to do. Jesus, just come with me. Don't do anything without him. That's where we learn about St. Martha because that's what won't be taken from you is that presence of Jesus in the activity of our daily life. Amen?